want you to turn to uh, Colossians chapter number 3. <clears throat> we know as believers that at all times we are to glorify God in our life by how we live our life. I mean, it's not just uh, particular times, but it's really all the time. But the problem happens that uh, when you get into an area such as Christmas and the, the holidays, extended holidays, you got all the hustle and bustle going on of Christmas. It's easy to get so wrapped up in what's happening around you that you can forget the things in your life that are most needful. And I want to just give you a reminder tonight as, uh, as you meet uh, this weekend and First part of next week with uh, family and friends and ever how your celebration is going to go uh, to give you some guidelines to help you uh, during Christmas. And we look at Colossians 3 and verse, uh, verse number 12, <clears throat> Colossians 3 verse 12, thinking about this matter of glorifying God in our lives says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which ye also, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And that all things would include your, our celebrations. I mean, our celebrations for Christmas and how we approach the holidays. Um, we know that in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 31, it tells us whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. <clears throat> and in... Uh, and 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, tells us that as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We think about the grace of God that we possess, that's in our possession, and we're to be good stewards of that. He says, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified, through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, uh, for God to be glorified and is the, the key. So, uh, let's take a look at some things that will help us do that. First thing we see is let's be joyful at Christmas. And you know, uh, being joyful has a lot to do with what we magnify. You know, um, I mean... Let me, let me read something to you I found um, on this matter of magnifying. So, someone said something years ago that stuck with me. 
explain that Christmas is a magnifier. <clears throat> if, if things are good in your life, Christmas tends to magnify that goodness. That which is good seems better. A, a good family seems great. A good party seems fantastic. A good memory becomes an even better one. Um, Christmas magnifies the good, but unfortunately, it also can magnify what is difficult. If you're struggling, the Christmas season can almost make the struggle seem more intense. Uh, financial stress is tough enough any, uh, any time of the year, but in December, it can feel unbearable. A challenged relationship with extended family is never fun. It seems to be accentuated during the holidays. If you normally battle with loneliness, Christmas time may be the loneliest time of all. As we celebrate the greatest gift in history, our Savior's birth, as we focus on Jesus, worship God for His goodness, for His love, His sacrifice. We're told to magnify Him, to glorify Him together. And what does that mean? Among other things, magnify simply means to make bigger. Uh, what if you made God a bigger part of your life? Not just on Christmas Day, but every day. What if you allowed His goodness, His will, His plans to consume your thinking? What if you made His presence the biggest priority of all? If you're going to magnify anything this Christmas, magnify Christ. I liked that. I saw it, uh, ran across the, something I was working on and I said, i got to print that out <laughs> and use that. Uh, but when you think about what uh, um, the characters of Christmas, what we think of the characters that uh, make up Christmas, uh, think about how uh, uh, they were full of joy, joy, being joyful at Christmas. Um, Mary, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And that's after she's been told that she's going to be uh, the mother of our Lord. And uh, that became kind of a scary prospect uh, to be told that. But uh, her, what she chose to do was to magnify the Lord and allow, allow God to, to use her to, to magnify himself. Uh, you think of Joseph. You know, Joseph was thinking about uh, <clears throat> here the, who he's engaged to is pregnant, thinking about what he's going to do. You know, and uh, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And of course, the angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream, and uh, he was willing to, to take and uh, uh, do what needed to be done, doing the right thing. Uh, rather than uh, allowing his feelings about what was happening to, to get the best of him. Uh, the shepherds, you think about the shepherds in Luke 2 and verses 10 through 11. Uh, the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. You think of those shepherds on that hillside, what it had to be a frightening thing going on. I mean, they're just trying to take care of their sheep, make sure... Uh, and no predators take the sheep off, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was not a normal thing for angels to show up on the scene. 
And of course, they, the tidings that they brought were good tidings. And they were given that first unction of what was happening there. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And, and they, they uh, followed through on what they were told and went and, and uh, went their way rejoicing because of that. We think of the wise men. Uh, when the wise men, well, they had that long trip um, and getting there to uh, the area where they were looking for the Lord. And, and so when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And if you'd been on a long trip like they had been, we're, we're talking about uh, probably months of travel and hardship tra- travel. And then uh, they, uh, they were... Uh, they were able to rejoice uh, when they saw uh, what they needed to see. Amen. And then each of us, I want you to think about, you know, God wants us to be joyful at Christmas. He wants us to be joyful all the time. But Romans 5.11 said, But we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We joy in God. and This is a great time of the year when we think about Christ coming into the world. And we joy in God through, uh, through, through our Lord Jesus uh, um, because we receive the atonement through Him. Romans 14, verses 17 and 18, So for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And uh, <clears throat> we know that uh, he that, uh, that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved to men. And praise the Lord for the Lord for that joy that comes um, through the Lord Jesus and in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And in Romans 15 and verse number 13, uh, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing um, that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, we, let's remember that we're celebrating the one. Um, uh, one of the greatest events uh, uh, in history of the world literally had changed our lives and it can change the lives of others as well. It's a center, center point of history when Christ came into the world. So let's be joyful at Christmas. Um, and then a second thing, let's not uh, forget to nourish our soul. Amen? It's great to thank God for and, and to enjoy all the good things to, to eat that many of us will have. Probably already started having. Uh, my wife cooked some holiday favorites this week. Uh, from, remind us of back when her parents were alive. Uh, fruitcake. I know, some, I know all the jokes about fruitcake, but we like fruitcake. And uh, we, we've enjoyed some of that stuff. And, and of course, it's going to show... Uh, <laughs> it'll show it'll show up here before long, but uh, it's good to thank God for those things and enjoy the good things to eat that many of us will have. But let's remember to nourish our soul as well. First Peter two two, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And um, James one twenty one. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So let's be sure 
<clears throat> to control our activities and schedules so that there's adequate time for meditating on God's Word and thinking about um, and reflecting on the truths related to this season. Amen. So easy to get so busy that we the main thing isn't the main thing anymore. Uh, let's keep let's keep uh, our focus on Christ and don't forget to nourish our soul in the midst of our celebrations. Then uh, a third thing, let's keep Christ preeminent in our Christmas. He is our King, and He wants this season to be properly observed, but uh, we can't properly observe it if He doesn't have first place in our celebration. Amen? Colossians 1.18 says, He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. Let's, let's keep that in mind. In all things, Christ wants and deserves the preeminence. So keep in mind the greatest gift, <coughs> Jesus Christ our Savior, when, when you're buying, receiving, giving gifts, uh, let's be sure to, to, to both give and receive in love. You think about uh, Jesus as our Christmas gift from God the Father. Uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, he, he gave him into the world to be a ransom for our our sins. So let's tell others about the Savior at Christmas. You know, some know little to nothing about him. Others know about him but don't know him personally. So let's keep in mind, uh, folks, souls, as we uh, celebrate and make sure that uh, that we keep. Christ in His proper place. And then, last of all, let's let's praise the Lord during the Christmas season. Um, Let's praise the Lord with our lips. I I don't know about you, I I love singing the Christmas songs. I know some of them are more more difficult to sing, but I I like singing them, I like listening to them. And um, uh, let's, let's praise the Lord with our lips. Let's join the angels and the shepherds of old and others in glorifying God. Let's sing and listen to the beautiful music about the birth of Christ. Uh, we have certain music we listen to every year. Um, it's like it's it's not Christmas if you hadn't listened to this yet, you know. And a whole a whole production that we listen to it and we listen to it every year. But um, Luke two fourteen, glory to God in the highest, Amen. Uh, Luke two twenty, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Look at uh, Psalm 107 for a minute. <clears throat> Psalm 107. This is a good psalm. Uh, I want you to take time to read the whole thing. I just want to point out uh, a, fra- a recurring phrase here. In just a minute, let's let's begin with the the very first couple of verses, and then we'll I'll show you the recurring theme here. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Look, look down to verse number eight. And this is the this is what you we hear several diff- different times in this chapter. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. 
For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Look down in verse 21. I mean, excuse me, verse 15. <clears throat> verse 15. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, verse 21. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then again, down in verse 31. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness for his wonderful works to the children of men. Guess what? We need to praise the Lord for his works and <laughs> his goodness. Amen. Uh, his, his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. What he's worked our way uh, with bringing the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. So let's praise the Lord with our lips. <clears throat> and then let's praise the Lord with our life. Let's show others that we belong to Jesus. Even at Christmas parties and social gatherings. Let's let both our words and our actions glorify Christ. Let's be thoughtful of others at Christmas as a way of manifesting Christ. Uh, it may be a, a note to somebody that's lonely. It could be uh, through a kind word or action. Or it could be through a special concern the Lord lays on our heart uh, to help somebody in some way. It could be with sharing with someone who is less fortunate than we are. So let's live this season in such a way that the joy and meaning and spirit of Christmas is both manifested in and magnified through our life. Seek to glorify Christ in your Christmas. Amen. All right. That's our Bible study for this evening. Uh, let's pull back out our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs and be dismissed with this prayer.